Hello? Anybody home? Today, I want you to open your mind. I've almost come to the conclusion that the story is so damning that the mass of people can't deal with it. We are in process of developing a whole series of techniques to get people actually to love their servitude. We face a hostile ideology, global in scope, atheistic in character, ruthless in purpose and insidious in method. Well, we are opposed around the world by a monolithic and ruthless conspiracy that relies primarily on covet means for expanding its sphere of influence. To change the minds and the attitudes and the beliefs of the people of the world, and especially the United States, to bring about one world socialist totalitarian government. The potential for the disastrous rise of misplaced power exists and will persist. It has patterned itself after every dictator who has ever planted the ripping imprint of a boot on the pages of history since the beginning of time. If you can get people to consent to the state of affairs in which they are living, then you have a much more easily controllable society than you would if you were relying wholly on clubs and firing squads and concentration camps. Tools of conquest do not necessarily come with bombs and explosions and fallout. There are weapons that are simply thoughts, attitudes, prejudices, to be found only in the minds of men. The military-industrial complex not only controls our government, but they control our culture. As you connect the dots between different people, organizations, places, religions, history, suddenly the picture starts to form. If you don't connect the dots, it's just a mass of what's all this about. The kingdom of God is within man, not one man, nor a group of men, but in all men, in you. You, the people, have the power to make this life free and beautiful, to make this life a wonderful adventure. Someone born in the United States is not more special than someone born in Mexico. Someone who is white is not more special than someone who is black. They're just vehicles for the consciousness to experience. Brutes have risen to power, but they lie. They do not fulfill their promise. They never will. Dictators free themselves, but they enslave the people. War is peace. Freedom is slavery. Ignorance is strength. They do not want your children to be educated. They do not want you to think too much. It was learned that the aliens had been and were then manipulating masses of people through secret societies, witchcraft, magic, the occult, and religion. They reach into our children in music, television, books. Pray on children's innocence. How can I disprove lies that are stamped with an official seal? So if you have the opportunity to stand next to one of these machines, it feels like an altar to an alien god. The Army Air Forces has announced that a flying disc has been found and is now in the possession of the Army. You can deny all the things I've seen, all the things I've discovered, but not for much longer, because too many others know what's happening out there. And no one, no government agency has jurisdiction over the truth. Any state, any entity, any ideology that fails to recognize the worth the dignity, the rights of man. That state is obsolete. A case to be filed under M for Mankind in the Twilight Zone. It's about time some of you got acquainted with the real hard truth. Freedom is the privilege to be right. Freedom from the disasters of our mistakes. It's the heart that says, I will not acquiesce. Across the gulf of space, intellects, 
vast and cool and unsympathetic, regarded our planet with envious eyes. Each of us, when separated, is always looking for our other half. And the desire and the pursuit of the whole is called love. Heart perception will change everything. Broadcasting from the Sonoran Desert in the beautiful state of Arizona, I'm your host, Ryan Gable, and you are listening to The Secret Teachings Radio. If you'd like to contact the show, you can email us at rdgable at yahoo.com. You can find us on social media at facebook.com forward slash The Secret Teachings and on TST underscore underscore radio on Twitter. Our website, www.thesecretteachings.info where you can find our full show archive and links to uh, various podcasts and radio players. You can also check out our website for my books, our affiliate sponsors to help keep this show on the air, like Pro One Water Filters, and our advertisement-free archive, which gets you access also to our montages. You'll get digital copies of my books, early access to the show when it is pre-recorded, and you will get a private RSS feed to plug into your phone, to your radio or podcast player, and listen to the archive show that way without having to deal with those monetized advertisements. www.thesecretteachings.info That's www.thesecretteachings.info I hope everybody had a really good weekend. I had some time that I set aside to go see a couple of movies. I went to see Doctor Strange, and I'm not really a big fan of the superhero movies. I'm not really a big fan of all the the CG. But that movie was filled with uh, so much witchcraft and esoterica and occultism, as you would imagine if you saw the first Doctor Strange, it would be. And, um, you know, as I was sitting there watching it, I, I kind of liked it. There, there was a lot of stuff in that movie that is part of the, part of the esoterica of pop culture. It's a really interesting thing when you sit back from the point of view of not really being a part of a religious belief system and you sit back and you're not really an atheist either you just sort of like to compare every religion you like to compare various occult beliefs and you sit back and watching this movie in the theater and uh, there were a lot of people there and I was thinking I wonder how many people are watching this and I'm assuming most of them are watching this from the, the the comic book angle you know, and, and that's that's how they, they know Doctor Strange. And I wonder how many of the people involved in making that movie were making it from the comic book ang- angle and weren't making it from the, let's call it the sigil angle. And what I mean by that is you start to see, if you, if you watch Doctor Strange, and I'm not going to spoil the movie, but if you watch that movie, it, it's not the, the symbolism and the archetypes and, and the sigils and the symbols, they, they weren't unique to Doctor Strange. And uh, there's there's so many movies and TV shows out right now that use the same imagery. And we've actually seen this going all the way back to January, February this year, 2022, with the Super Bowl. It's the same imagery, same symbols. You can go from the Super Bowl to what's happening in Ukraine, and you'll find the same symbols, the same sigils. I'm sure most of you remember that on the 23rd of February this year, there was a story out of Colorado, here in the States. And the story was about a woman who had a statue of, uh, of the archangel, Michael, and she had apparently 
had her roommate inform her frantically that the statue of St. Michael the Archangel was bleeding. So she goes in and she checks it, and apparently this this statue, this it's a it's a it's a relatively small statue, but the statue is bleeding from the head, and uh, Saint Michael, of course, kills Satan. He's always depicted slaying or stabbing the dragon with a sword or a spear, something to that effect. And the blood ran for seven days down the statue's head, not out of the eyes, which is important, just off of the head like the hairline of the statue, and it ran down the statue, down his leg, and onto Satan, who was being subdued below, and and that was part of the statue. And that story, which uh, was a big story, especially for Catholics, in fact, the CNA, the Catholic News Agency, reported it, one of the first stories I saw, and the Catholic Church, which normally writes off these types of things as as a fluke, as a hoax, they did not dismiss it, and they said that they were going to, uh, they were going to, I guess, have, they were going to contact the Vatican, was probably going to contact the Archdiocese there in Colorado and Broomfield, uh, whatever the closest one was. So I think it's a suburb of Denver. So the Archdiocese in Denver, and then have them investigate this statue that was bleeding. Now, if you just saw that story, it would seem like, okay, it's a hoax, it's some Christian story, it doesn't really have any relationship to everything else going on in the world. That was, again, February 23rd. The next day, the Russians, quote-unquote, invaded Ukraine. And I say, quote-unquote, because a riot is a peaceful protest. Maybe an invasion is not really an invasion. I don't know. I don't think the Russians are necessarily good, but I don't think the Ukrainians are necessarily good either. So the Russians, quote-unquote, invade Ukraine the next day on the 24th. Now, what's really interesting, and a few people pointed this out, Ukraine and the capital, Kiev, uses a certain symbol and a certain archangel as a protective sigil for not only the city, but for the entire country of Ukraine. Can you guess what sigil, what character what deity that is it's saint michael the archangel so 24 hours or a little less than 24 hours before the so-called invasion saint michael the archangel is bleeding in the statue and the next day a country that uses saint michael the archangel as their protective deity is invaded by another country now that is what we could call, I would, I, I would say, part of a holy war. Because there's a lot more to it than just St. Michael the Archangel bleeding. And if you look up pictures of Kiev and St. Michael, you can see that they have a giant, I think it's like a gold bronze statue of St. Michael with these big golden wings and a golden halo and a sword and a shield. This very large statue there in Kiev. So St. Michael the Archangel is the protector. And then we heard that a few days after the invasion, people started to notice that some of the tanks that were rolling into Ukraine had Zs painted onto the sides of them. And for those of you who might have heard our recent shows on this, going back to to February, March of this year, a few months ago, you heard us break down what the Z might represent. Now, I didn't jump to a conclusion 
But the Z, for all intents and purposes, the Z essentially, yes, I mean, it's, it's an easy jump to say it represents Zeus, but the Z in relationship to all of this other contextual information, which we're going to talk about tonight, the Z, if you turn it just a little bit, you get a ruin, and you get the ruin Siegel or Seigel. Now, that is a ruin of lightning and power and strength. It's essentially a bolt of lightning. And, of course, we know that Zeus shoots lightning bolts, throws lightning bolts. Zeus's counterpart in mythology, since Zeus is Greek, is Jupiter in Rome. And these are both gods of victory. So it would make sense that the Russians put these Zs on their tanks as a symbol of victory and, of course, as a symbol of a quick strike, kind of like a blitzkrieg, if that's what they were going for. But it's a directionalizing of energy in order to obtain a stated end, which in the case of Russia was to protect those Russian areas in the east of Ukraine and, of course, there were a, a, a small number of other things that, that the Russians were demanding, like Ukraine doesn't enter into NATO, but that's not really something you can, you can force on the ground. So they went into eastern Ukraine to protect those Russian people there uh, who had been slaughtered by the tens of thousands over the last seven years. Media never reported that. And we just kept hearing story after story after story after story of, of, of things that were happening in Ukraine that turned out not to be true. I mean, from Miss Ukraine, who didn't actually have a gun in her hands in the picture, who supposedly was fighting the Russians, but she actually had like an airsoft gun or a paintball gun or something. It was an airsoft gun. To the story of uh, the ghost of Kiev, this supposed fighter jet pilot who doesn't actually exist, and uh, which we did a show on that called The Holy Ghost of Kiev, where we talked about St. Michael. And uh, then, of course, St. Michael is the, is the son, basically, so it's even more interesting when you think about, we did a show on Rasputin and how Putin might be having influence placed upon him by a Rasputin-like character. And if you, if you it's, it's so fascinating. If you take the name Rasputin and you break it apart, Rasputin means a lot of different things. On the surface, Rasputin is Rasputin. So Ra, the fire god, equal to the sun, making Ra equal to St. Michael, St. Michael the sun. So St. Michael or Ra's Putin, Putin means path in Russian. So it's St. Michael's path, perhaps into Ukraine, St. Michael's path or Ra's path, Ra's path, the fire sun god into Ukraine or just a path to perhaps victory. So that is... That is another show that we did where if you, you look at the name of Rasputin, obviously Vladimir Putin, Putin, Rasputin, that's, that's the show we did. You start to find that everything seems to be connected to the sun. Everything seems to be connected to St. Michael. Everything seems to be connected to Zeus and to Jupiter, lightning bolts, energy. And that's the next thing we saw. We saw all these sanctions on Russia and Basically, um, you know, blockades in Ukraine, or so we're told blockades. So there's a rising in, in the price of, of oil, which there, there really isn't. They're just using this to, to make immense amounts of profits. 
but there's there's a rise in the price of oil and gas, and then of course food costs go up because well, Ukraine is sort of like a, a breadbasket. Uh, they supply, I've read between fifteen to twenty five percent of the world's grain. Supposedly, oats and other things are supposed to go up in cost because the the blockades and because of the sanctions. We know that the United States supposedly banned the importation of Russian oil, but that doesn't include contracted or agreed upon oil. So that oil is still flowing into our country, but gas prices are going up anyway because it's just a big obscene racket where they're making obscene amounts of profit. So that, that, the whole, that whole part of this is a scam, but it all has to do with energy, oil, gas, food, energy, electricity, lightning, Z's. Lightning bolts, Zeus, Jupiter, it's, it's all this. And it goes back to the Super Bowl, remember, because we had Zeus on Mount Olympus, the greatest of all time, the goats. And, you know, I mean, th- th- this, is, this is one of those things where you think about it. And for a moment, for myself, I start to think, am I stretching to pull all of this together? And then it's just story after story after story after story confirming what we would, what we would otherwise just, you know, speculate on here that what we're speculating on is it, it seems to be that what we're looking at is some large ritual is really the only word that we can use to describe it. And now we've got a symbol. We saw this last week. We saw this reported by Newsweek on Friday. Some other publications picked it up earlier last week. So Friday the 6th, Newsweek published an article about how Russian media was claiming that Ukraine was using black magic within their within their military. Now that was on the 6th of May. Today is May 9th, Monday, 2022. So this was just before the weekend. And again, the story had been published a few days before, but it made it into the mainstream circuit on Friday, dumping day. So it didn't really get a lot of circulation, but some people obviously picked this up. Uh, you might have heard a uh, a show that our friend Clyde Lewis did on Ground Zero Friday night, and uh, we we I, I was able to call in and we talked for about fifteen minutes about what this symbol is, because Clyde had called me earlier in the day and he said, "Hey, have you seen this this so called black magic symbol from Ukraine?" And I actually had a copy of an article on my desk waiting to talk about it. I was just waiting for the right time, and sometimes um, you know I just need to kind of let the energy, if you will, flow and show me where to go. So when he called me and asked me about this, I started to look at it and I found some interesting things that we can extract from this symbol. And it again, all relates to energy, electricity, Zeus, Jupiter. And I would say that the scariest part would be that the symbol itself relates to both voodoo, demonology, and it relates to grain production. I think that's the scariest because what, what we're seeing with the cost of energy and the cost of food is also energy, the cost of food going up. And then to have this symbol with a big word painted below it, Zion. Zion. Now, for those of you who remember the show we did on that Z, on the Russian tanks, and we talked about Z and Zion and what it means. Zion is a Hebrew word. It's a Hebrew letter, Zion. And it means sword. And it's the seventh letter of the Hebrew alphabet. Now, this is all easily 
fact check uh, fact checkable. You can just go to the internet, type this in. This is the kind of research I do. If you're interested in, in how we find these things out, um, I just I always go and confirm these things, even if I remember them from a book or I just I'm, I'm I, like I have a have a base knowledge of it. I go find it anyway on the internet just to make sure, or I go to a book just to make sure. So I cross checked, I referenced everything, and 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 this is all um, it's all right in front of us blatantly. If you look at this symbol, you see the word Zion below. Now spell it however you choose, but Zion means sword. And it's the seventh letter of the Hebrew alphabet, right? So seven, in an esoteric application to the body, I learned this a very, very long time ago, is that if you look at your head, you've got one, two ears, three, four, four, or two eyes, three, four eyes. So you got two ear holes, two eye holes. You got two nose holes, and you got a mouth. So that's two, four, six, seven. So therefore, in Hebraic, and in other esoteric traditions, the head is numbered seven. So if you have Zion, the sword, the seventh letter, the head, the sword and the head, you start to think, especially when we're talking about grain and archetypes and mythology, at least I start to think, decapitation. One of the most famous stories is, of course, in Mesoamerica, the story of the god of grain, or maize, the god of corn, who would be decapitated in the fall and then resurrected and reborn in the springtime. Obviously, an agricultural archetype that very much relates to whether it's Jesus Christ a few thousand years ago or it's the Japanese version of Jesus, which is a, a female goddess named Ame Terasu, who goes back 8,000 or more years you know, put into a cave, brought back into the world, bringing life and light after three days. It's astrological, and we're talking about things that are going on in the heavens above us. So you decapitate the god, and this is otherwise known as the king-kill ritual. You could, you could look at it from the, the point of view of John F. Kennedy's assassination and his administration known as Camelot, King Arthur, the killing of the king, the shooting in the head, it's like the sword of uh, Democles over the head. You know, the king is always in danger. So the sword cuts the head off, decapitates the god. And then we also, during the fall, we have our, our celebration of a Thanksgiving, but that's not a uniquely American holiday. That's a, a holiday celebrated around the world by cultures throughout all of human history. The Thanksgiving was, you know, during agricultural when agricultural um, uh, things became the norm, when when society started to become more agriculturally inclined, they would have you know the celebration of the feasting after the harvest. So they would cut down the grain, make it into bread, and then they would make some form of uh, alcoholic beverage, a spirit, uh, usually wine, and the wine and the bread would be the body and the blood of the god. Sound familiar? It's communion. But this is a practice that goes back thousands of years, long before Christianity. And it doesn't always necessarily have to do with crops and grains and things like that. So the idea of killing the king could just simply relate to the, the, the imposing of an of a anthropomorphic human figure over the turning of the wheel of the year. And as the wheel turns, 
the God becomes stronger. We get to about the midpoint, which is Letha, the summer solstice, which we're approaching now. We just had Beltane and Rolpergus. And as the wheel turns, the god reaches his maturity at summer solstice and then begins to decline and then dies and is decapitated around the time of the harvest, around the time of Samhain or Samhain, 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 however you pronounce it, which is, of course, Halloween. And then the god is resurrected. Again, Ame Teresu, Jesus Christ, even Lazarus come forth out of the grave. It's an old Egyptian ritual that they used to perform in the, in the pyramids. So the sword in the head, decapitation, killing of the king. The word Zion, this is so strange. Zion also is a protein found in corn. It's the, 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 the main protein found in corn. So if we're using it, you have sword, head, and corn. And what might be, it was definitely mind-blowing for me. What might be mind-blowing for you is if you look at this symbol and you start to look through uh, demonological symbols, if you start to look through uh, images that are used in voodoo, different signatures used by like we have sigils and symbols and seals for different gods like Jupiter, Mars, Venus. If you look at those same for the loas or the spirits in, in voodoo practice, there's actually a symbol that looks really similar to this so-called black magic image that was shared around by the Russian media. And it's a, a spirit sigil, a spirit seal for the spirit Basu Troy Korn S. And this God, this spirit is a God or a spirit who provides protection during war. So that black magic symbol we're going to talk about what the Russian media claims and what others are saying about this symbol. It's basically a protective sigil that is being used to invoke otherworldly supernatural powers in times of war, providing protection for for the soldiers. And we know, you know, think when you look at the you look at this um, this Azov regiment, which is considered a far right. Nazi regiment it's it's now now it's common knowledge they're just part of the Ukrainian military that's mainstream news now at first they didn't exist now they're part of the Ukrainian military bringing these these symbols and these sigils to the forefront of the battlefield making this a very esoteric occult war and there's so much going on here we need to unpack tonight on the secret teachings I hope that you'll stay with us in the next segment Artie Gable at yahoo.com I'm Ryan Gable again this is the secret teachings there's more after this Don't go anywhere. You don't want to miss it. You are hearing the sound between that which is above and that which is below. It's KTLK Digital Broadcasting, The Fringe FM. The Secret Teachings is finally available on nearly every podcast platform, from Apple to Spotify and Podcast Addict. Search the name and start listening today for free. But if you want to avoid those annoying ads, head on over to thesecretteachings.info and subscribe to the ad-free archive. It's got old shows, new shows, and you can also download Ryan's digital books. Subscribe today. What are you waiting for? The end of the world? 
If you enjoy the secret teachings and want to hold years of my research in your hands, visit our website and grab physical and digital copies of my books. Occult Arcana will introduce you to sacred myths, folklore, magic, theology, and alchemy. The technological elixir will take you from transhumanism and AI to black goo and UFOs. And food philosophy might just change your mind about what we call food, germ theory, and geoengineering. Remember, shipping is always included with the books. Visit www.thesecretteachings.info and get your copy today. The Secret Teachings is now on Gab and Getter. Search Ryan Gable on both to find the show or stick with The Secret Teachings in the Metaverse. People ask me all the time what they can do to take control of their lives when facing a daily onslaught of dis- and misinformation. I say take control of your body and mind with water filtration. Visit www.thesecretteachings.info and click on our affiliate sponsor link with Pro One Water Filters at the top of the page to search for a water filter for the home, camping trip, and even the shower. They filter countless contaminants and make a wonderful gift for friends, family, and yourself. That's Pro One Water Filters at thesecretteachings.info. Are you intrigued by Paranormal Talk Radio? You'll love the new Paranormal Radio app from TalkStream Live. You'll find a great selection of talk shows covering UFOs, ghosts, strange phenomena, and much more. Download the Paranormal Radio app now and start listening to the very best in Paranormal Talk entertainment, including the network you're listening to right now, the Paranormal Radio app, free in Google Play and the iOS App Store. Hello, folks. This is Jordan Maxwell. My website is jordanmaxwellshow.com, and you're listening to The Secret Teachings with your host, Ryan Gable. Do you have everything you need to explore The Secret Teachings? I've got my secret socks on and my secret TV and my secret TV channel. Looks like SpongeBob's ready. Are you? Hey, this is John Peasy at JohnPeasy.com, and I'm here with Ryan Gable from The Secret Teaching. This is David Icke from DavidIcke.com, and you are listening to The Secret Teachings with Ryan Gable. Attention, you are tuned into restricted airspace. Tune out immediately. This is KTLK Digital Broadcasting, The Fringe FM. Sometimes I think when we discuss a subject like witchcraft or magic, especially when people use words like black magic, it always implies this very offensive thing, offensive to the senses, offensive to sensibility, offensive to your religion, offensive to a lot of different things. But black magic, just like any magic, doesn't necessarily have to be offensive. It can be defensive. And... When we look at this symbol out of Ukraine that says Zion underneath of it, we see a symbol that, at least on the surface, seems to be a sigil of protection. Now, for those of you who have not seen this symbol, if you go to the internet and type in Ukraine, Russia, black magic, you should be able to pull up a number of different articles, one in particular that I'm using from Newsweek, published right before the weekend, Friday, May 6th, 2022. So, of course, on dumping day. And it says that the Russian media has begun peddling claims that Ukraine is using black magic against President Vladimir Putin's forces in the ongoing war. 
According to a number of different media outlets, this is what Newsweek is reporting, officials and security forces of Ukraine sometimes behave like witches and sorcerers. Ukraine is using black magic to thwart Putin's invasion. If that's the case, it's not going so well for the black magicians, for the sorcerers, and for the witches. One report said, quote, signs of black magic were found at the Ukrainian artillery headquarters on the outskirts of a village called Trezhizbenka in the Luhansk region. Several images were published of what was called a satanic seal that was allegedly found on the walls of a military unit's headquarters. They call this a magical sigil or a satanic seal. According to one esoteric researcher reported on by the the news outlet RIA Novosti, this is a magical seal, quote, consisting of many intersecting lines. The researcher Ekaterina Dice claimed the sign is a magical seal of dark forces that combines elements of anarchy, weapons, and fascist symbols, and noted that it was drawn in one continuous hand movement. This indicates its occult nature, she said. The news outlet also claimed that authorities found a blood-covered document inside the building. There were blood stripes on the document, despite the fact that there were no such traces anywhere else, according to the report. If you look at this symbol, and you have any prior knowledge of everything from demonology to voodoo to planetary sigils, you'll start to notice, like I did, that there are a great number of similarities, and you start to see the individual symbols that make up the overall symbol as being symbols both of black offensive magic and black defensive magic. Underneath of the symbol is the word Zion, or Zayin, Z-E-I-N. For those of you who don't know this, and for those of you who missed the first segment tonight, Zayin is a Hebrew word, a Hebrew letter, for sword and for the number seven. Because we have seven holes in our head, two for the eyes, two for the ears, two for the nose, one for the mouth. The number seven is usually identified with the head. So with Zion, and the Hebrew is spelled Z-A-Y-I-N, with Zion, pronounced pretty much the same, Zion, Zion. And in magic too, even if you spell a word differently, if it has the same flowing pronunciation, Zion, 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 it's the same exact thing. Especially when we're talking about incantations, we're talking about spells and and, and, and rituals, it has the same meaning to it. So Zion, Zion, Zion is the sword, and it's the seventh letter, so seven, the head, sword, head, decapitation. Zion is also a protein found in corn, And it's the most abundant protein found in corn. And what I find to be interesting and disturbing is that this symbol, which we've just now seen before the weekend, 
supposedly on a Ukrainian artillery headquarters outside of a village in Ukraine. The symbol on the side of this military headquarters comes within a few days after the Walpurgis Beltane May Day season. Now that season is known as the burning season. Historically and traditionally, it is April 30th to May 1st. Some make it, like most of the days on the occult calendar, they make it a three-day festival. In fact, Halloween is a three-day festival. But if you look at the witch's calendar, if you look at the, the occult calendar, you have Yule, the winter solstice, you have summer solstice, Letha. You have Maybon, the fall equinox, and Ostara, the spring equinox. That creates the cross. All four of those festivals are three days long. Winter solstice, December 20th through the 23rd. Spring equinox, Ostara, March 20th through March 23rd. Letha, the summer solstice, June 20th through June 23rd. And Maybon, the fall equinox, September 20th through the 23rd. The midpoint in between each of those, which creates an X... And the X over the cross gives you the eight-spoked wheel of the year that turns. As the, as the wheel turns, bodies burn, as they say. You get Imbolc, which brings us out of the winter. You get Beltane, which we just passed through. Beltane, we light bonfires to increase the strength of the sun in sympathetic magic to bring light and warmth back to the world. Lugnasad which is the midpoint between the summer solstice and the fall equinox, and then Samhain, Samhain, which is late October. That's the harvest festival, the harvest season. So in that time, throughout agricultural history, it would be the maize god, the god of corn, or the god of agriculture, who would be slaughtered, who would be executed, usually by, and this is not a stretch, usually by decapitation, decapitated by a sword or decapitated by a scythe because the crops are being cut down, they're turned into bread, turned into wine or some kind of alcoholic beverage, and then you're drinking the blood of the God, you're eating the flesh of the God. Sounds very similar to communion, of course. And then in the springtime, when the white horse comes, when Amaterasu in Japan is released from the cave or the tomb, when Jesus rises out of the tomb, bringing light and life back to the world, like the sun does after it, on the, the winter solstice, perceptually stops moving, dying on the southern crooks in the northern hemisphere, then you have a resurrection taking place. The sun comes back to life, and you know through the anthropomorphic uh, imagery, you have a, a child being born under the stars. Otherwise, you have the sun coming back to life, bringing light and warmth, and then you have the planting season. Now, I checked this out just to, just to see exactly you know, what is the planting season in Ukraine. And the planting season in Ukraine is mid-April to the beginning of May. That starts the planting season after the final frost. So mid-April historically, has been a time period, mid-April until the beginning of May, that has included bloody, sacrificial rites of fire and sacrifice going back hundreds of years. 
from the Battle of Lexington and Concord, the bloodiest battle of the American Revolution, the sinking of the Titanic, the assassination of Abraham Lincoln, the Civil War, Adolf Hitler, his death, the foundation of the Bavarian Illuminati, the announcement that Osama bin Laden had been captured, all of these things, including Columbine, Virginia Tech, all of these different events, Waco, Oklahoma City, all of these significant events took place within this time period. So in Ukraine, it's about mid-April. That's the beginning of the planting season. This is when the God is resurrected. However, if you invert that process, instead of having the God resurrected and then the harvest in the fall where the God is decapitated, if you decapitate the God in the springtime, there won't be anything to harvest in the fall. You decapitate the god, you kill the king in the spring rather than the fall, there won't be anything to harvest toward the end of the year. This is permanently killing the king. So if you cut off grain production, we already know about blockades, we already know about Ukraine keeping the grain to feed their own people, we already know about Sanctions on Russia. We know that the cost of food is increasing. The cost of energy is increasing. Countries like Italy are starting to limit their power for Ukraine. Look that up if you don't believe me. It's a wild story. And the EU is telling EU nations that they need to stop taking showers as often as they do. And they need to limit their power consumption for Ukraine. So cutting off the power cutting off the food supply. We know even going back to the so-called pandemic and the United Nations has said this as well, that the biggest killer is not the disease. The biggest killer is starvation to the tune of hundreds of millions of people. And in the developed world, we have more wealth. It'll be the cost of goods going up and going up and going up and going up and going up. So if you're cutting off the head of the God In spring rather than fall, there's nothing to harvest in the fall. There will be even more starvation. This is an inverting of sacred agricultural rituals where this symbol, Zion, Zion, the sword, the number seven, the head, it's cutting off the head of what is Ukraine, one of the breadbaskets of the world. It's cutting off grain production. It's cutting off the head. It's decapitating Ukraine and Russia through the so-called war because of the fertilizer export bans. And Russia supplies between 17 to 24% of the world's fertilizer. So what we're seeing here is a decapitation of energy, a decapitation of grain. And it cannot be coincidental that the word Zion in Hebrew, which is sword, the number seven, or Zayin, pronouncing it differently, Zayin, Z-E-I-N, under this so-called satanic sigil on a military building in Ukraine, that Zayin also is a protein found in corn, the, the most abundant protein found in corn. And it is specifically the corn god, the maize god, who is traditionally decapitated in the fall, the king kill, then we eat 
his flesh and drink his blood in the form of bread and wine. And then he's resurrected in the spring like Jesus, Ame, Teresu, etc. Even Mithra, Mithras, and so many others. But if we decapitate him in the spring, there's nothing to harvest in the fall. There's mass starvation. Zayin, as a protein in corn, also has a number of other relationships in mythology and other forms of magical and religious practice. Now, I did this research totally on my own. I did not find this on the internet, although I will tell you what sources you can go to to find this. I flipped open my book, Occult Arcana, which is about 550 pages of esoteric and occult lore, taking you from golden dawn magic and ancient Eastern practices to comparative religions, voodoo, you name it. It's all in the book, even a big section on witchcraft, demonology, a section on alchemy. There's a bunch of there's so much stuff in this book. Go to thesecretteachings.info, grab a copy of it today. Free shipping in the United States. We do ship around the world. And you'll see everything I'm talking about tonight is in my book, Occult Arcana, with all of the referenced sources and material. So when I saw this symbol, I started thinking I've seen this symbolic design somewhere else. The circle with what looks like an X through it, and then there are various other symbols in each one of the quadrants. My friend Clyde called me and asked me what I thought about this symbol. I was actually driving home from the, from the movie over the weekend, so I didn't have it in front of me, but I did have an article on my desk at home about it. And I said, I, I don't know off the top of my head anything about it because I haven't looked at it yet, but I'll, I'll look at it when I get home. I just remember that it, I, I remember telling Clyde, I said, I think it, it's, it has some similarity to, to uh, voodoo, and it has some similarity to demonology. I just couldn't remember off the top of my head exactly what it was. So I come home, I dig into my book, Occult Arcana, and I find three interesting things that all directly relate to this symbol with the word Zion underneath of it, which is, again, the sword, the head, through the number seven, and grain, corn, protein and corn, Zion. Decapitating the king, decapitating the head, decapitating the grain. So here's what I found in my book, Occult Arcana, and these are things that the first one you can find by typing into the internet, sigil or seal, type in seal of Jupiter. Type in seal of Jupiter, you'll find uh, the base for this Zion or Zion, Zion, black magic symbol in Ukraine. You'll see a circle with an X through it, and then at the tip of each one of the the crossed lines, you'll see a little circle. That's the base sigil, the base seal of the god Jupiter. Jupiter is, of course, the god of victory. Jupiter is equated directly with Zeus. So we're back to Zeus again. But it gets more interesting. There's a demon in the Solomonic lore named De Carabia. De Carabia if you look at his sigil, has an X almost identical to Jupiter, but rather than having a circle around it, it's an X, the same exact X from the seal of Jupiter, and then in each quadrant of that X are different symbols. 
a waxing and waning moon, what looks like the Jerusalem cross or the stigmata cross, which is a cross, and then the ends of it. It basically looks like four T's put together at their base. So it has a stigmata cross, and then it also has uh, a little um, series of symbols in the left quadrant of the, of the cross. Now, Dikarabia is not just a random demon. This demon is the demon who gives you knowledge of plants and herbs. Plants and herbs, grains, food. This demon also controls birds. And I find that to be interesting because it is the bird that kills the serpent. Now, if you look at that symbol being used by those far-right Nazi groups in Ukraine, you know, the ones that didn't exist and now the ones that are fighting alongside of Ukraine's military like they always were, the ones that Putin said he was going in to eliminate and the media said that's not true, there's no Nazis in Ukraine when there, in fact, are quite a few Nazis, actual Nazis in Ukraine. If you look at this group, they're called the Azov Regiment, A-Z-O-V, the Azov Regiment, and they use something called the wolf hook as their symbol. The wolf hook is basically... You can draw it in a number of ways. If you lay a Z on its side and you put a line through it, that's, in essence, the wolf hook. You can also draw a sigil and put a line through it, uh, or a, a ruin, I should say, uh, the sigil, 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 and draw a line through it. That'll give you the wolf hook as well. So you could just draw a Z and put a line through it. Some people actually do that when they write, don't they? They, they write their Zs with a little line through it. That's the wolf head. So that symbol takes us right back into Hebrew. That is the symbol Aleph. And the symbol Aleph is a serpent with a sword thrust through it. Who slays the serpent? The bird. Who controls the bird? The Karabia. The sword piercing the serpent is also the foundation of of the story of St. Michael the Archangel who subdues the devil. On the 23rd of February, St. Michael the Archangel was in the news because a statue of him was bleeding in Broomfield, Colorado. We actually have a couple of listeners there. One of them messaged us and said that they, they, did not, they didn't hear that story, even though it was a local story. But the Catholic Church heard of that story, and the Catholic Church reported on it. Catholic News Agency reported on it. Statue was bleeding, and the blood uh, dripped, it drained, it, it ran all the way down onto the devil being subdued by sword by St. Michael. The next day, the Russians entered into Ukraine officially. After years of having uh, Russians slaughtered and having NATO weapons pointed at them and bioweapons labs, so there was absolutely provocation. So the Russians enter into Ukraine, and then we find out, because I didn't know this either, I found out that... Ukraine's patron deity is St. Michael the Archangel. And in their capital in Kiev, there is a giant statue of St. Michael the Archangel. St. Michael the Archangel slays the serpent. St. Michael the Archangel, therefore, is directly associated with the hawk Horus. The hawk head god Horus, who goes to battle with Typhon, the crocodile 
devil character in Egyptian mythology. And this crocodile demonic entity, very much like a serpent, is picked apart by Horus, the bird. Hawks tend to be the biggest enemy of serpents. This is the story of Apollo, the sun god, great bird in the sky, killing the python. And this, of course, connects to the, the, um, the story of the Pythia, the tripod that the oracle at Delphi sits on. There's a, there's a connection to Apollo, Delphi, and, and the serpent. So you have, basically, Dikarabia is the controller of birds. So whether it's Horus, or it's just your standard run-of-the-mill hawk, or we're talking about St. Michael the Archangel, who is opposed as good to the evil that is the serpent and can defeat the serpent, thrusting a sword into the serpent. Now, that's not even my opinion. If you read about the Aleph in some of the, you know, some of the occult literature that you can find, that's, I actually learned that reading a book on uh, esoteric, uh, it was something to, I forget which book it was, but it was something to do with, something to do with, um, ritual magic and and in the book it was the aleph is a symbol that represents the serpent being pierced by a sword so and that's what the azov regiment is using they're using the serpent being pierced by the sword now they these people are using these symbols because they have power power that dates back centuries the energy that is put into these things is is powerful so we have the seal of Jupiter or Zeus. Zeus is back in the conversation. Dikarabia, which is the god of herbs and plants, teaches these types of things. Of course, Zayan, a main protein in corn. And Dikarabia is a controller of birds. Whether it's a hawk, whether it's the hawk head deity Horus killing Typhon or subduing Typhon, or it's St. Michael the Archangel slaying the demon, St. Michael the Archangel, the patron of Ukraine. And then it gets even weirder, because I knew that I saw a symbol very similar to this one in Ukraine. And I remember when Clyde called me, I even told him, I said, this is like, there's something, uh, I think there's something like voodoo going on here. Which, for those of you who don't know, voodoo, as evil as it might sound, is actually highly derived from Catholic symbolism and iconography like half of voodoo is actually just catholic belief catholic symbols so in voodoo you have these loa they are the spirits they're just like the solomonic demons one of the spirits is named bosu troy cornez bosu troy cornez b-o-s-s-u-t-r-o-i-s C-O-R-N-E-S. Obviously, corne or cornez is corn. Zayin is the main protein found in corn. Decapitating the head, the Zayin, the sword, decapitating the corn, killing the king in the spring, and there won't be anything to harvest in the fall. And not only is that just in the name, but if you look at the sigil, the symbol, the seal, of this loa, it is the exact same 
sigil, the exact same seal as Dikarabia and the seal of the planet Jupiter or Zeus. And you also have, I mean, it's literally the same symbol as this Solomonic demon because in the north quadrant or in the east, they would call that the south quadrant, you have a moon. And in the south quadrant or in the east, they'd call it the north quadrant, you have another moon. You have the waxing, waning, waning, waxing moon in the north and south, south and north quadrant of both the Solomonic demon and this spirit in voodoo. And guess what this spirit provides you with in voodoo. The spirit provides you with protection in times of war. And that symbol, a variation of it, was painted onto the wall of a Ukrainian artillery headquarters in Ukraine. It's pretty wild. Tonight, we're looking at turning not swords into plowshares, but plowshares into swords as war expands and the grain is decapitated in the spring rather than the fall. I'm Ryan Gable. This is The Secret Teachings. There's more after this. Don't go anywhere. The Secret Teachings is finally available on nearly every podcast platform from Apple and Spreaker to Spotify and Podcast Addict. Also available as TST Weekends, our one-hour Saturday morning show. Search the show name and start listening today for free. And if you want to avoid those annoying ads, visit www.thesecretteachings.info and subscribe to our ad-free archive with some of our older shows included. You'll get a private RSS feed and access to the Montage Archive and my digital books. Subscribe today or listen to the free show archive at thesecretteachings.info. If you enjoy The Secret Teachings and want to hold years of Ryan's research in your hands, grab a physical and digital copy of his books. Occult Arcana will introduce you to sacred myths, folklore, and alchemy. The technological elixir will take you from transhumanism and AI to black goo and UFOs. Food philosophy will change your mind about what we call food, germ theory, and geoengineering. Visit thesecretteachings.info. So, you love talk radio, then you'll love TalkStreamLive.com. TalkStream Live is always on, 24-7, with the best streaming talk shows. Find your favorite talkers and discover some new ones. It's free, readily available online, or on mobile with any smartphone or tablet. Finding your favorite talk shows all in one place has gotten a whole lot easier. Just go to TalkStreamLive.com. Be sure to download the free apps from Google Play or the iTunes App Store. You are listening to The Secret Teachings. To contact the show, to share information and your opinion, or give recommendations, email rdgable at yahoo.com. Visit the Facebook page, facebook.com forward slash The Secret Teachings, or visit the website at www.thesecretteachings.info. 
People ask me all the time what they can do to take control of their lives when facing a daily onslaught of dis- and misinformation. I say take control of your body and mind with water filtration. Visit www.thesecretteachings.info and click on our affiliate sponsor link with Pro One Water Filters at the top of the page to search for a water filter for the home, camping trip, and even the shower. They filter countless contaminants and make a wonderful gift for friends, family, and yourself. That's Pro One Water Filters at thesecretteachings.info. You're listening to The Secret Teachings. For more information on the show or to contact Ryan, visit thesecretteachings.info or email Ryan at rdgable at yahoo.com. This is David John Oates from reversespeech.com. You are listening to The Secret Teachings with Ryan Gable. This transmission is coming to you from the space between heaven and hell. It's KTLK Digital Broadcasting, The Fringe FM. Welcome back to the Secret Teachings Radio Broadcast. I'm your host, Ryan Gable. Thank you so much for tuning in this morning, this afternoon, tonight, whenever and wherever you are listening around the world. If you're listening in the free show archive on the many radio and podcast players, please leave us a review, especially if you're listening on Apple Podcasts. Leave us a review. Let us and other people know what you think of the show. Give us a couple of stars, whatever you think we deserve. If you'd like to contact the show, rdgable at yahoo.com. We're also on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash the secret teachings. You can like us there. You can also find us on Twitter, tst underscore underscore radio. And we do have a Gab and Gitter page as well, but I don't use those very often. Our website, thesecretteachings.info, is going to have my books. It's going to have our affiliate sponsor, Pro One Water Filters, links to our t-shirts and our behind-the-scenes content on Patreon. If you want to get rid of the monetized advertisements in the free archive, you can always subscribe to our subscription archive, weekly, monthly, or yearly. The yearly subscription is $50. Far more worth it because you get a digital copy of each of my books. You get access to all the shows You get access to the montage archive and you get access to the show early in the day when it is pre-recorded long before it ever goes on air. Plus, you'll get a private RSS feed so that you can still listen to the show in a radio or podcast player, but you won't have to listen to those monetized ads. That's what the private RSS feed will give you. So check it out at www.thesecretteachings.info when you subscribe, when you buy a book. You support the secret teachings. You keep us on air. If it's not for you, we don't get to do this show anymore. I actually had a listener named Dave email us and said, I can't believe you made, you made like 650 bucks or something last month. He said, I can't believe you made that little money. A couple of people have actually asked me that. And I said, well, we don't have sponsors. You know, it's hard enough to get guests on this show because nowadays people don't like to talk to you unless you share their belief system. And since we don't have sponsors and we don't have uh, people that are willing to promote us because it doesn't align with their belief system, we're kind of just like a pirate radio broadcast. We're just sitting off to the side and uh, we, could, we could get into the conversation, but 
nobody wants to to put money into this because it's not it's not right wing it's not left wing it's not christian it's not atheist you know we're not pro abortion or anti abortion we're circumstantialists we like to look at all of the different angles of any given situation especially tonight's topic plowshares into swords you know that bible verse you've probably heard it even if you're not a christian isaiah 2:4 And he shall judge among the nations and shall rebuke many people. And they shall beat their swords into plowshares and their spears into pruning hooks. Nations shall not lift up sword against nation, neither shall they learn war anymore. The only problem with that is the war pigs have gathered in their masses like witches at black masses. And they are taking the plowshares of large agricultural nations and they are forming them into swords, not the other way around. The plowshares are being turned into swords. Right before the weekend started, today is May 9th, 2022. On May 6th, Newsweek published a story called Witches and Sorcerers, Russian Media Peddles Ukraine Black Magic Claims. Officials and security forces of Ukraine sometimes behave like witches and sorcerers, according to the Russian media. They say that Ukraine is using black magic. The report said signs of black magic were found at the Ukrainian artillery headquarters on the outskirts of a village called Trezhizbenka and the Luhansk region, in the Luhansk region. And they showed images of what they called, they basically referred to as a satanic seal, found on the walls of a military unit's headquarters. According to one occult researcher who was referenced by RIA Novosti Media, Ekaterina, Ekaterina, I believe is her first name, Ekaterina Dice, claimed that this is a magical symbol consisting of many intersecting lines. It is a magical seal of dark forces and combines elements of anarchy, weapons, and fascist symbols. And it was drawn in one continuous hand motion. Now that is true in, in magical practice. When you draw something without it leaving the paper or the parchment, that is considered to have more power than if you drew it in several strokes. Because you're drawing, like think about it, if you take a, a, standard, um, a standard English sentence, but you write it in cursive, The energy flows much better. It's much smoother. This is why we write in cursive, and this is how you cast a curse. Curse, cursive. When we spell out the words, we are spelling them. We are casting a spell. So spelling and cursive. You write it all in one motion. It has more power. In fact, the pentagram traditionally, or the pentalpha, or the pentagrammaton, as some refer to it as, the standard pentagram, five points, four elements, fifth is the soul or the spirit, that symbol can be drawn in one continuous motion. That symbol has always been seen as a symbol of protection because of its magical quality and being able to draw it in one swift motion. This symbol in Ukraine found on an artillery headquarters is being referred to as a symbol of black magic. 
sometimes it's hard to think about something like black magic as being anything other than obscene to the senses, to the sensibilities of, of, a, of, a, of a decent individual, especially to those that are religious-minded. But in black magic, there are defensive spells and curses as well, things to defend you against other magicians, sorcerers, etc. And I believe, based on what I've seen, this is a symbol on the side of this artillery headquarters And it might be a fluke, and there might be others. We don't know. But it looks like a defensive symbol, a defensive sigil. The symbol itself has the word Zayn written under it, and there are a series of symbols within the quadrants of what looks like a circle with an X through it. And it looks like it was drawn in one swift motion. So if you look at the symbol itself, and then you look at the individual symbols, you can pick out a few different things. You can pick out a a, a sigil, sigil, which is a ruin. You can pick out a serpent. And you can pick out what looks like a bird's beak. Or in ruin speak, if you will, the symbol is referred to as a kanaz. And the kanaz ruin is a symbol of fire, strength, and protection, just like the sigil is a symbol of fire, strength, light, and victory. And if you look at the overall symbol, it's basically a circle with an X through it. Now, I knew that I've seen that symbol somewhere before, so I started to dig. I actually opened up my book, Occult Arcana. You can get a copy of it at thesecretteachings.info. And in this book, I have various sections on various things. It's 542 pages. It's larger than 6 by 9 so it's, it's like a computer, ream, a computer paper ream. And, um, or a ream of computer paper, I should say. And in this book, I started flipping through it, and I thought, okay, I know I've seen the circle with the X. What is the circle with the X? And there it is, the seal of Jupiter, the seal of Zeus. Now, the seal of Jupiter or the seal of Zeus would indicate by those using it that they are drawing down the power of Jupiter or Zeus. What is the power of Jupiter or Zeus? It is the power of strength. It is the power of protection, and it is the power of of victory. Taking the circle with the X and applying it to demonology, we find Dekarabia. Dekarabia, there might be other ways to pronounce it. It's spelled D-E-C-A-R-A-B-I-A. Dekarabia is a god or a demon of herbs and plants who controls birds. If you heard the final uh, segment of the last hour, You'll already know what that means. If not, I'll tell you in just a moment. If you look into, and I thought when I first saw this symbol in Ukraine that this has something to do with voodoo. My uh, speculation turned out to be correct because I flipped open to the voodoo section of my book and I found a spirit, basically a demon or a god. And of course, demon doesn't necessarily mean evil. It's daemon. It's just a spiritual deity. So the loa, L-O-A, the loas in, in voodoo, the loa basu troi corne, C-O-R-N-E-S, corne, is a demon or a spirit that provides protection, not in times of, you know, one weird disconnected thing or another, but in times of war. So it would be appropriate that this voodoo Sigil would be the basis 
or this demonic sigil or this planetary symbol would be the basis for this protective sigil placed on the side of this Ukrainian military building because Basu Troy Cornet provides protection in times of war. It's the same sigil. Jupiter, Dicarabia, and Basu Troy Cornet. It's the same exact sigil. All three. Doesn't matter if it's Greek and Roman. It doesn't matter if it's ancient Solomonic. Doesn't matter if it's voodoo, which is a mixture of Catholic and and, uh, Haitian traditions. So when you put all this together you start to figure out what this symbol actually represents. It's, it's definitely black magic, but what does black magic mean? If you look at the symbol, there's one thing that I noticed that I thought was really interesting. I've been studying um, hiragana and katakana, which are the basis of uh, Japanese language. And there's a symbol, one of the Japanese letters is ku. And there's, there's different ways to depict it. There's hiragana and then there's katakana, but it's basically what looks like a bird's beak. Or if you took an L and you turned it a little bit on its side, it just it looks like that. Or it looks like it could be like a pac a Pac-Man mouth. That symbol represents ku. Now when I was learning uh the hiragana and katakana system, one of the ways that they help you to learn it, if you, you get a book or you watch a video online, is they say, this is this is a symbol that represents ku. And they said, think of a bird. Like a cuckoo bird. Coo, coo. It's a bird's mouth open saying coo. So when I saw that symbol, I thought, okay, well, that's, that's the coo. Later on, I learned that it's not just coo. It's also a form of ancient Chinese magic. Very ancient. And it predates Japan. The symbol of the coo is a symbol of black magic in very ancient Japan. That magic involves putting a handful of venomous creatures, so you take, let's say, a scorpion, a spider, and let's say a snake, put them into a container. The snake usually wins. Once all the other creatures are killed, or they, maybe they starve to death, I don't know how long you keep them in this container, you take out the serpent, this poisonous serpent, and you use it to cast down your enemies. So the serpent might crawl near where your enemy lives. It might crawl over, you know, some food or some crops, whatever. And it spreads its symbolic poison. It doesn't have to bite anybody. It spreads its symbolic poison. This is how the ancient Chinese would kill their enemies in practicing coup magic. Now, that's one interpretation. The other interpretation, because we're dealing with, with, with ruins here, is there's a ruin called Kinas. It's also pronounced, there's a, there's a couple of different ways I've seen this. I've got some ruin books. One said Kinas, one said Kano, pronounced just like that, Kano. Now, this ruin is a ruin of fire, strength, and protection. So we've got a sigil, the sigil, a symbol of victory. That's Jupiter. Then we have the Ku symbol, which is ancient Chinese magic dealing with serpents. There's a serpent under the sigil for victory. There's also what looks like a coiled up serpent right above the Ku symbol. But the Kinaz ruin 
or the Kano ruin as a symbol of fire strength and protection. Protection in times of war takes us down to the spirit and voodoo Basu Troy Cornet, which is a god of protection in times of war. They're not putting these symbols onto these larger symbols. They're not making these symbols, these sigils, accidentally. The people that are doing this know exactly what they're doing. Fire, victory, snakes, serpents, birds. None of that is by mistake. Who controls the birds? I mentioned this a moment ago. Dikarabia. Dikarabia is a Solomonic demon who controls herbs. He provides you with knowledge of herbs and plants and also controls the birds. Think ancient Egypt. Think the hawk head god Horus. The hawk head god Horus goes to war with Typhon, the crocodile, the dragon, or the snake. The hawk kills the snake. We find that in nature, obviously. The hawk kills the snake. Horus kills Typhon. Or Apollo kills the python in Greek myth. And then we find that if the Karabia, who controls the birds, and his sigil is applied to this Ukrainian black magic symbol, we find that Zayin, which is written below the symbol, Zayin is also a protein found in corn. So we're talking about plants and crops. The Karabia gives knowledge of plants. The controlling of the birds, we see the bird imagery and the serpent within this overall sigil, which includes the sigil ruin, the serpent, the coiled up serpent, another pose of the serpent, and then the coup magic of ancient China or the kinaz or the Kano ruin, which is fire, strength, and protection back to the protector in war in voodoo, the Loa Basutra Corne. And his last name, part of the last name of this spirit is corn. C-O-R-N, it's corn. Zayin is the most abundant protein in corn. So you've got the bird and the serpent, you've got the corn, and Zayin in Hebrew, the word means sword. So we're turning plowshares for crops into swords with blockades, with sanctions, and with war. And so that means, since the king is usually decapitated in the fall, and then resurrected back in the spring, the white horse, Ostara, the spring equinox, the bringing of light and warmth and life back to the world, which sets up the planting season after the last frost. Now in Ukraine, the last frost happens sometime in the, in, in the beginning to the middle of April, which means that mid-April to May 1st is the beginning of the planting season. This is usually when the god is resurrected. Since there are blockades and since there are a restriction on exports and since there are sanctions on countries like Russia for fertilizer, we're seeing food prices go up. Obviously, energy prices are going up. And if there isn't an abundance of planting, because Ukraine controls about 25% of the world's grain, it's, it's a crazy number, Ukraine's a huge country. They have an immense amount of resources. If you're not able to plant that in the spring, we're inverting the traditional process where the, for example, the Mayan maize god is decapitated in the fall and resurrected in the spring during the planting. So if we don't plant, there isn't going to be anything to harvest, obviously. 
which means that we're killing the king, not in the fall, but we're killing the king in the spring. Nothing to harvest in the fall. You can imagine what the outcome of that will be. So with the sword that is Zayin, we are decapitating the head. Zayin is seven in Hebrew, seven holes in the head. The number seven is always associated with the head in esoteric and occult lore. So the sword decapitates the head, the king kill ritual, but the sword decapitating the head in regards to this protein in corn, Zayin, or in relation to the symbol itself, this so-called black magic symbol, which relates to demons in the Solomonic lore that control herbs and plants, and so on and so forth, what you find here is the decapitation of a major grain producer, the decapitation of one of the breadbaskets of the world, and that obviously is not a good thing, and that will compound not only COVID-19 restrictions and lockdowns, which the UN said is going to kill far more people, the United Nations, uh, the New York Times, Here's the New York Times in April of 2020. Instead of coronavirus, the hunger will kill us. A global food crisis looms. This was at the very beginning of the so-called pandemic. The FBI is, of course, warning of cyber attacks now on food processing manufacturing plants. And we've had, not including the one in Chesapeake, Virginia, about a week ago, we've had about 18, but if you include the one in Virginia, about 19 different food processing manufacturing plants that have exploded, been hit by planes, or gone up in flames in the United States, many of them suffering these losses during the month of April or going into the month of April. What is April? The burning season. The Titanic, Columbine, Waco, Oklahoma City, Abraham Lincoln's assassination, Adolf Hitler's birth and death, the founding of the Bavarian Illuminati, the announcement Osama bin Laden was killed, and the list goes on and on and on. Battle of Lexington Concord, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. The Lusitania actually set sail in the middle point of uh, April. You know, the, the, the boat that brought the United States into a world war. Midpoint of April, the Ides of April into May. The burning season taking us to Walpurgis, May Day. And as we pass Walpurgis and May Day, the wheel continues to turn and the bodies continue to burn. And not only are the bodies continuing to burn, but in Russia and Ukraine, we're hearing stories of bodies of Russian soldiers arranged in a Z pattern after being killed by Ukrainian forces retaking certain areas that the Russians had occupied. Here's the New York Post. A gruesome image has emerged of the bodies of four Russian soldiers arranged in a Z. The Z was supposed to be the symbol of Moscow's invasion of Ukraine. Remember the Z? What the Z represents? Not only Zion, Zayan, it represents Zeus. Lightning quick, victory, fire, and all manner of other things related. Associated Press journalists saw the bodies formed into a Z 
like the symbol found on Russian armored vehicles. The corpses bore white armbands commonly used by Russian troops. Also lying nearby was the charred body of a man propped on an anti-tank barrier. Of course, mutilating bodies of combatants is covered by the war crime of committing outrages upon personal dignity under the statute of the International Criminal Court, according to the Red Cross. Nobody seems to care about the war crimes the Ukrainians have committed. It's just the evil Russians. All those stories about crematoriums and mass graves and bodily desecration. Turns out that it might actually be the Ukrainians doing it, not the Russians. The crematoriums don't actually have anything to do with the war. They were for a trash business back in like 2000 and was that 13? Nothing to do with the war. The images of the mobile crematoriums. They have yet to show us mass graves or evidence of mass graves. An EU official asked Zelensky, can we see the mass graves? And he thought it was offensive. How dare you ask for proof of the mass graves? And then they're saying that the Russian soldiers are raping men. They're raping children. And they're also burning swastikas in the bodies. Have they shown us proof of any of this? No. Have they made these outrageous claims repeatedly? Yes. Why? Because it sounds scary. And it's also the same thing that the world used against the Germans prior to and leading up to World War I. They claimed that the Germans were putting babies onto their bayonets and marching onto the battlefield. That doesn't even make sense. That's not even practical. They claimed the Germans were making soap out of human fat, and they were making lampshades out of human skin. That was World War I. And then that was recycled during World War II, where the human skin was the skin of Jews, and the human fat was the fat of Jews, and the Jewish people were killed and had their bodies turned into lamps and bars of soap. That's a recycled story from World War I. It has nothing to do with Jewish people any more than it has to do with any other group of people. So we're seeing all these stories come out of Ukraine, and, well, not only is the ghost of Kiev and Snake Island and Miss Ukraine and all these other stories completely fabricated from the go F yourself to the Russian ship. Turns out those Ukrainians actually surrendered. They didn't say go F yourself to Zelensky saying, hey, I don't need a ride. I need ammunition. Well, that turned out to not actually be true either. So these are all stories that are fabricated. Totally fabricated. Totally made up. And now we're seeing that it's actually Ukraine burning bodies and arranging them into the symbol of a Z, which was on those Russian tanks. And then, of course, you probably remember this story. I never talked about it. But a Russian warship sank into the Black Sea after Ukraine claimed that they hit it with a missile. And this was the ship, the, uh, the cruiser Moskva. And Moskva was the same ship that supposedly was told to go F yourself. And then it turns out those Ukrainians actually surrendered. They, they didn't actually tell the ship to go F themselves. Just a totally fabricated story. But the ship was supposedly sunk by a Neptune anti-ship missile. Does anybody know who Neptune is? I don't know. God of the sea. What does Neptune carry with him? Well, the trident, of course. And what is the trident on? The flag of Ukraine. I'm going to tell you more about that in the final segment tonight. I'm Ryan Gable. This is The Secret Teachings. There's a lot more of this occult esoterica when we come back from break. 
Broadcasting from the edge of thought and consciousness, it's KTLK Digital Broadcasting, The Fringe FM. The Secret Teachings is finally available on nearly every podcast platform, from Apple and Spreaker to Spotify and Podcast Addict. Also available is TST Weekends. Search the show name and start listening today for free. If you want to avoid those annoying ads, subscribe to our ad-free archive with our oldest shows, a private RSS feed, our montage archive, and Ryan's digital books. Visit thesecretteachings.info. People ask me all the time what they can do to take control of their lives when facing a daily onslaught of dis- and misinformation. I say take control of your body and mind with water filtration. Visit www.thesecretteachings.info and click on our affiliate sponsor link with Pro One Water Filters at the top of the page to search for a water filter for the home, camping trip, and even the shower. They filter countless contaminants and make a wonderful gift for friends, family, and yourself. That's Pro One Water Filters at thesecretteachings.info. If you enjoy The Secret Teachings and want to hold years of Ryan's research in your hands, visit the website and grab a physical and digital copy of Ryan's books. Occult Arcana will introduce you to sacred myths, folklore, magic, and alchemy. The technological elixir will take you from transhumanism and AI to black goo and UFOs. Food philosophy will change your mind about what we call food, germ theory, and geoengineering. And remember, shipping is always included. Some restrictions exist for international. Visit thesecretteachings.info. For a lot longer than most podcasts have been around, The Secret Teachings has been at the forefront of unique investigation into both the mundane and the extraordinary. Critical thought and controlled speculation allowed us to determine that the much-anticipated UAP report would be vague, unexplained, and would simply imply the need for defense against national security threats. We determined that sonic weapons were the cause of Havana Syndrome a full year before CNN acknowledged the same. We told you about the mind-controlled magic, sex slavery, and intellectual theft in the music industry long before Britney Spears spoke out about her conservatorship, and we've been removed from radio for refusing to censor our show over international child trafficking networks and sex cults long before Epstein didn't kill himself. This has been done with no budget, only your support, and a will to learn and succeed. And you can continue to be a part of the Secret Teachings journey as we broadcast Monday through Friday after Lighting the Void with Joe Roop, right here on KTLK Digital Broadcasting, The Fringe FM. This is The Secret Teachings. If you'd like to contact the show, email Ryan at rdgable at yahoo.com or find him on Facebook at facebook.com slash thesecretteachings. Howdy, this is Joe Mars, and you're listening to The Secret Teachings. KTLK, digital broadcasting, The Fringe FM. So some of you might remember a few weeks ago, mid-April, a Russian warship sank in the Black Sea. Ukraine claimed that they hit it with a missile. The warship was a cruiser called Moskva. And Moskva was supposedly hit by a missile out of Ukraine, the missile called Neptune. The warship was reportedly carrying on it a Christian relic a piece of the true cross. The relic in question was a fragment of wood just millimeters big, which according to believers is a piece of the cross on which Christ was crucified. 
That fragment is embedded in a 19th century metal cross, which is itself kept in some kind of protective casing and supposedly, we're not 100% sure, was placed on the ship because the Moskva had a chapel on board where sailors would go pray and supposedly they had the cross there. The ship was sunk and we only have reports, but reports suggest, reports say that that ship is at the bottom of the Black Sea with a piece of the cross that Christ was crucified on. Obviously reminds us of the Spear of Destiny that Adolf Hitler was obsessed with finding and reportedly did find with a number of other relics that supposedly gave him power. He's not the only one throughout history that have searched for these types of religious relics. Obviously, the Holy Grail is probably the most famous of, of these relics. The Holy Grail could be a piece of the cross. It could be you know, the actual physical cup that Christ drank out of at the Last Supper, or it could be something totally different. But what's really interesting here for me is that the warship was struck by a Neptune anti-ship missile. I don't know how much more convincing I could make this show if I stretched it. I don't need to stretch it. Like, it should be pretty convincing by now that everything that I'm telling you is coming directly out of mainstream media or out of an esoteric, let's call it history book, whether it's a book on symbols, whether it's a book on mythology. And what we're seeing happening is an inversion of Isaiah 2.4, Isaiah 2.4, the turning of swords into plowshares. We're seeing plowshares turned into swords. We're seeing overt biblical Armageddon-themed apocalyptic tones to what's happening in Ukraine with Russia. We're hearing claims of black magic being used by the Ukrainians. And what was a conspiracy theory three months ago turns out to quite, uh, quite literally be true. There are actual Nazis in Ukraine. One of them is the Azov unit, the Azov regiment, which is a far-right neo-Nazi group which they tell us in the mainstream media has now expanded to become part of Ukraine's armed forces as well as a street militia and a political party. But the reality is they were actually fighting with the Ukrainian military for years. And I would assume that they were part of the Ukrainian military units that were killing all of those Russians in eastern Ukraine going back over the last seven years. About 14,000 have been slaughtered by Ukrainian psychopaths in these military or paramilitary units. doesn't mean Russia's good. It just means that there are some psychopaths that have been slaughtering Russians. I think Russia was not unprovoked, You know, not to mention the NATO missiles, not to mention the threats, not to mention the bioweapons labs, you know, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. So Russian warship sinks in the Black Sea, supposedly struck by a Neptune missile. Now, what's fascinating about that is, who is Neptune? Neptune in mythology is the counterpart of Poseidon. So if you think about what is perhaps the most well-known element of Poseidon or of Neptune, the Greek and the Roman, well, that would be water and his staff, the trident. Now, for those of you who heard our shows going back to the beginning of this conflict in Ukraine, We told you that the Ukrainian flag 
the Ukrainian coat of arms is an actual trident. This isn't some weird off-base, off-topic association. Just type in Ukraine coat of arms and you'll see it. It's the trident. Now, we talked about that on our first show when we discussed the war in Ukraine and the Zs that were painted on those Russian tanks. And I'll tell you now, like I told you then, it's all about energy. The yellow and blue that we saw at the Super Bowl, remember Snoop Dogg wore the yellow and blue? And now we see yellow and blue on the back of people's cars. We see it on people's signs. I'm seeing people paint BLM signs or they're painting those signs that say, we believe in science in this house, and they're painting them with blue and yellow. Now, I've seen that here in Tucson, Arizona. People are wearing, I've seen blue and yellow earrings. I've seen people with shirts that say, stained with Ukraine. People walk, I saw a woman walking through a market a few weeks ago. She just, ha- just randomly had a sign that said, I stand with Ukraine, walking through, showing everybody. Talk about virtue signaling, sociopathic, uh, psychopathic, narcissistic, egotistic behavior. So the yellow and blue, that's the symbol, that's the sigil, that's what the average person uses to show other people that they care, they're part of the ritual. But energy comes in other forms. Think about the gas, think about the oil, think about the food. Oil, gas, food, these are all things that are, of course, energy. The Z on those Russian tanks we told you were the sigil, or the sigil. It's a sigil, it's a ruin, and it's a symbol of lightning, power, and strength. In fact, it's very similar to a swastika. Swastika is basically two of these ruins put together, crisscrossed into a sonin rod. They're also in the black sun. And Heinrich Himmler, who was far more obsessed with the occult than Adolf Hitler, Heinrich Himmler, who actually was a chicken farmer, maybe he sacrificed some, some black chickens to the devil or something, but Heinrich Himmler, who, who was a chicken farmer, Heinrich Himmler used the two ruins placed side by side as two lightning bolts of the death head. So the Z, or the lightning bolt, which the Seigel, the Sigel ruin is a lightning bolt, is the quality of Zeus, quality of Jupiter. Because lightning, power, strength, and victory are the qualities of this god. Now, the way in which you direct that energy in magic is through a wand or through an athame, which is a little ritual dagger, or through a sword. The wand and the sword are interchangeable depending on if you're studying Wiccan or if you're studying witchcraft or if you're studying Golden Dawn magic. People tend to switch these things in and out. So for some, the wand is a directionalizing of will. It could be fire or it could be air, the fire of the mind or the air of the thoughts, or the sword could be fire or air. Personally, I always saw the sword as fire. Some people see it as air, but either way, the wand, the sword, the athame, these are tools of directionalizing energy, directionalizing thought, and directionalizing the willpower of the practitioner. Another version of the wand or the sword is the trident that Poseidon holds. Poseidon is the Greek, and Neptune is the Roman. Ukrainians are using 
Neptune missiles to take down Russian ships that have pieces of the true cross of Christ reportedly on board. Talk about a holy war or an unholy war. They have these Neptune anti-ship missiles that parallel strongly with the country's coat of arms, their symbol, which is a trident on the blue and yellow. Obviously, the blue is the ocean, the blue and the yellow. So, when you think about this, you start to recognize that there's, a, there's far more, there's a lot more going on here than just, I stand with Ukraine, I hate Russia. There's a lot more going on here than just some random Zs painted on tanks. This is intentional stuff. The wand, the sword, the trident, and sometimes the sword is shown as a serpent because the sword and the serpent go intimately together in magic. The sword and the serpent are symbols of evolution and involution or involution and evolution. The involution of the soul coming into the physical and the evolution of the soul reconnecting with the spiritual. So what we're seeing here is alchemy. And when you combine together the blue and the yellow, you get the color green. And interestingly enough, the sword and the serpent is blue and yellow combined together in alchemy to represent transmutation. The symbol, the color of transmutation is green. So we're looking at an alchemical ritual. Now, if you take the Z, just the Z, and the Z sounds Z, and you look at what the sword is in Hebrew, for example, the sword is Zion, Z-A-Y-I-N. It's the seventh letter in Hebrew. It's the sword, and the sword, or sometimes the serpent, because a Z, depending on how you draw it, can also be a serpent. So it's the sword and serpent, yellow-blue, alchemy of evolution and involution. Now, how do you control that energy again? You control it with a wand, a sword, a trident, like the kundalini serpent on the spine. Well, think about the trident. The trident controls the water. What is the water? There are currents in the water. We have currents in our own lives, in and out, up and down, emotions. So the trident controls emotions. It controls oceans, Oceans, currents, water, and emotions controlled by the trident. This isn't just symbolic of a trident, Neptune, Poseidon, Zeus, Jupiter. A couple of symbols here or there, a couple of ruins. This is symbolic of our emotions. When you watch this in the media, when you listen to this on radio, when you read this in print, your emotions are being controlled and organized and orchestrated by the trident. By the Ukraine blue and yellow, that people are chanting, blue and yellow, blue and yellow, I stand with Ukraine. You are chanting something akin to an incantation, and you are allowing your emotions to be controlled by Neptune or Poseidon's trident, their wand or their sword, controlling your currents of emotions, the water that is your body, about 80%, all controlled by this, by these ancient gods. So Poseidon's trident With Poseidon, for those of you who don't know, again, this isn't some far-out-reaching stretch to find a correlation. Poseidon's brother is Zeus. What are the chances of this? Basically, Zeus coming into Ukraine in a blitzkrieg 
with the Z, lightning, power, strength, Zeus, Jupiter, into a country who literally uses Poseidon or Neptune's trident as their crest, protected by St. Michael the Archangel, the patron saint of Kiev and Ukraine. St. Michael the Archangel is the angel of the sun. That in Egypt is Ra, and then you get this Ra's Putin. Ra's Putin. Putin means path. Ra's path or St. Michael the Archangel's path into Ukraine. The brother of Zeus, Poseidon or Neptune. Poseidon, Zeus, Jupiter, Neptune, Greek and Roman. And basically the people of Ukraine, I mean, this was the birthplace of Russia. Talk about brothers. And Ukraine is using Neptune missiles to attack these Russian ships. The one ship supposedly carrying a piece of the Holy Cross. That ship called Moskva. I just like to ask people, what are the chances of all of these correlations that are on the surface? This isn't me pulling this out. This is Newsweek. This is the New York Post. This is CNN. CNN reported the Neptune missile striking the ship. Yahoo News and others reported this. Pieces of the True Cross. Here's the Newsweek piece on witches and sorcerers. Russian media peddles Ukraine black magic claims. Here is a story from the New York Post. Gruesome image has emerged of the bodies of four Russian soldiers arranged in a Z. If that's true... You have Ukrainians literally killing Russians and putting them into the symbol on those Russian tanks. The sword, the serpent, the blue, the yellow, the green, alchemy. And of course, the sword and the serpent. The serpent makes me think of Snake Island. The sword and the serpent are also Hebraic. If you study ancient Hebraic tradition, magic, whatever you want to call it, If you study that, you're going to find that if you study this ancient Hebraic magic, you'll see the Aleph. And the Aleph is basically a Z with a line through it. It's also known as the wolf hook. That is the symbol of the neo-Nazi groups fighting alongside of the Ukrainian military in Ukraine. They're called Azov. The Azov Regiment or the Azov Battalion. We found out last week that there is a symbol painted onto the wall of a Ukrainian artillery building on the outskirts of a village called Trekhizbanka in the Luhansk region. The media has called this a satanic symbol. Others have said it's a magical sigil. I agree, it is a magical sigil. Some refer to it as a magical seal of dark forces drawn in one continuous hand motion or hand movement, they say, which in magic we we curse, we spell, spelling, cursive, we write in cursive because it has more energy, more power. It's more fluid, it's more elegant. And if we look at this symbol, for those of you who haven't seen this symbol yet, just type in, Russia, Ukraine, black magic. You'll find the Newsweek story. and You'll see the sigil, the sigil, the symbol. It's basically this. I'll give you just a moment. Get a piece of paper. Get a pen. 
Write, write this down. Draw this. Draw a circle or imagine this in your mind if you can. Draw a circle. Put an X through the circle. And the way they drew this, there's another line above the, the line going from north east to southwest. There's another line just above that. But there's an X through this circle. In each quadrant of the circle is another symbol. Some quadrants have two symbols. Underneath of it is the word Z-E-I-N, Zayn. Think of that in your mind. Look at the picture or see what you drew. Circle X, symbols in the quadrants, and then Z-E-I-N. One of the symbols in the quadrant to the left is a Z. It's a sigil. It's a ruin, and it means victory. It has various other meanings as well. It means lightning. It means power. It means strength. These are the qualities of Zeus, Jupiter, the Z on the side of those Russian tanks. Just below that ruin is an S that looks like a serpent. To the eastern side of that symbol, you have another symbol that I would say, one could argue, looks like a cobra coiled up, ready to strike. And underneath of that, you have what looks like a Pac-Man mouth. Now, in Japanese, the ku, they tell you how to remember this. If you're st- I'm studying Japanese, and they tell you how to remember this by thinking of it as a bird's beak. And it makes the sound ku, K-U, ku. Now, that's not only the sound, but it's also a form of ancient Chinese magic of the black nature, ancient Chinese sorcerers, not an ancient Chinese secret, ancient Chinese sorcerers would put together poisonous insects and, and, and animals, and then whichever one would, would win, would be surviving after they killed each other, ate each other, whatever, would be a poisonous snake usually, and that poisonous snake would be used to kill your enemies. They call that coup magic, black magic. That symbol is also, I have a ruin book that calls it Kinaz. I also have a picture frame hanging up here above my computer. And the name for it they give in that image that I have is Kano. Kano. Kano or Kinaz is a ruin of fire, strength, and protection. It also is a symbol of opening. Now, we could speculate on what that means, opening. It's the opening of the mouth. That's a tradition in Mesoamerica, Africa, and in Asian countries. The opening of the mouth cracks the skull open, allows the soul to escape, to ascend, to evolve, if you will, back up into the spiritual realms. The kano, the opening, could also be a portal an opening of something. Kenaz, Kano, call it whatever you want to call it, fire, strength, protection, the sigil of the ruined sigil is the victory, the power, and the lightning. Yes, that was the SS. Yes, that is part of the swastika. Yes, that was Heinrich Himmler. And underneath of all this is the Zayn. So if you put all this together, you find some interesting things. You find first that Zayn, as we told you months ago, Zayn, the Z on those tanks, is Hebrew for sword. 
If you look at your head, look in the mirror and count the holes in your head, ears, eyes, nose, mouth, you have seven. So esoterically, the number of the head is seven. So it's like Blue's Clues, that old kid's show on Nickelodeon. What could Blue want to do with a sword and a head? Probably decapitate it. So you have a head decapitated by the sword. Zayin is not just sword or the seventh letter in Hebrew. It's also the main protein found in corn. Look that up if you don't believe me, because it sounds hard to believe. It sounds like a stretch, but Zayin is the main protein found in corn. Z-E-I-N-S. Now, when you think, what could Blue want to do with a sword, a head, and grain? Probably decapitate both with the sword. Cut off the head, one of the major heads of grain production, grain exportation in the world, which Ukraine is. So cutting off the grain, cutting off the head, ensures famine and starvation. Right now, Ukraine is entering into the planting season. The planting season in Ukraine begins mid-April to the beginning of May, or the first week of May. So basically, right now, going back to mid-April, this is the beginning of the planting season. In Mesoamerica, there's a tradition of the corn god, the maize god. The maize god would be decapitated in the fall. We know that is the king-kill ritual. We know that as an actual ritual that took place at Daly Plaza with Camelot and President Kennedy, King Arthur. And the king-kill ritual involves killing the king, cutting the crops down, making bread out of the crops, making wine out of the crops, or some kind of alcoholic spirit-driven beverage. That's why they call them spirits. They used to think that there were actually spirits in them. That's why we still call them spirits. You would drink the blood, and then you would eat the bread of the god. That's communion. And then when the god resurrected, it would be spring, and you'd plant again, and then the god would grow again over the next nine months. This is also a baby in a womb growing for nine months. The sun is impregnating the earth with rays of light, and then here come the sprouts, here come the grains, and then we, we have food. So the maize god was always reborn after the harvest decapitation. However, with this symbol appearing literally during the week of the planting season, we see that it could represent a decapitation of grain. We already have export bans. We already have sanctions. We already have blockades. Decapitation of grain. Ukraine produces about 24%, 17, 24% of the world's grain. Russia's not sending out any more fertilizer, and they're 17 to 25%, somewhere around there, of the world's fertilizer. And the UN is telling us, as they have been for two years, that the pandemic is going to actually lead to more people starving to death because of lockdowns than actual disease. They're going to die because of lockdowns, not because of disease. The New York Times is telling us that instead of coronavirus, the hunger will kill us. That's a headline, April 2020, about a year or two years ago today. And the UN is also saying the same thing. As I told you earlier, the UN is saying that you know more and more people are going to die from starvation. COVID-related hunger could kill more people than the virus. That's the UN. And then we've had, during the burning season, throughout the burning season, the last month of April, going back into 2021, but really culminating in the month of April, we had 
fires, explosions, and planes hitting food manufacturing processing plants, some of the biggest in the country, from soy to potato chips to oil and vinegar to potatoes, you name it, you've got major food processing plants struck by planes. That was in Idaho, or they blow up or they catch on fire, all during the burning season. And then that builds up to this black magic symbol, Zayin. Zayin is the main protein in corn, decapitation of the corn, decapitation of the maize god. The symbols on this black magic symbol, as they're calling it, include the sigil, victory, power, and lightning. It includes the serpent. It includes Ku magic, ancient Chinese magic, and the kinaz or the kano, the opening or the ruin of fire, strength, and protection. The Russians are putting Z's on their tanks as symbols of fire, strength, and protection, just like whoever put this on the side of this Ukrainian artillery headquarters. Lightning, power, strength, the quality of Zeus and Jupiter. That's Russia. Ukraine is using the trident. That's their flag, blue and yellow, the trident. And the trident is that of Poseidon or Neptune, right? Poseidon or Neptune, the brother of Zeus, Jupiter. We've had the Snake Island. We have the Azov unit with the Aleph. That's the serpent with the sword thrust through it. The sword and the serpent. Zayin, the seventh letter in Hebrew. The head, decapitation of the head, decapitation of the grain. The currents of energy. Your emotions, the currents of water, the emotions, the oceans are controlled by the trident. The Neptune missiles that Ukraine took out that uh, Moskava ship with that supposedly had a piece of the cross on it. And then if you look in my book, Occult Arcana, it's easier to look in my book because I have this all laid out. The seal of Jupiter Zeus is basically in the foundation of this black magic symbol. In Solomonic demonology, the Karabia gives you knowledge of herbs and plants. Again, zayin, corn, grains. And Dikarabia controls birds, birds. The cuckoo bird, if you will, the coo magic. The birds, like the hawk, Horus, who kills Typhon. Like Apollo, who kills the python. Dikarabia's symbol is almost identical to the base of this black magic symbol, and it's almost identical to the spirit in voodoo called Loa, that's the spirit, Basutroi Kone, which Kone is corn. It's corn. And he is a god of protection in times of war. And in voodoo, you use black for evil, for hexing. Red for love, blue for money, white for maybe something like protection. If you're using black, though, black is a hexing symbol. Black is a a symbol of, of death and decay, of course. Putting this symbol on the side of this artillery building, we have all these elements from the, the Loa in Voodoo to the sigils that are ruins to the Zayin, the sword. It's military. It's war. It's grains and corn and herbs and birds and serpents. It's the Kinaz, the Kano, the Ku, the Sigil, lightning, victory, power, protection. We're seeing a magical war. An esoteric war. And where once in Isaiah 2, 4, we had God judging the nations, rebuking many people, beating their swords into plowshares. We now have plowshares being beaten into swords. I'm Ryan Gable, and this is The Secret Teachings. Thank you so much for tuning in tonight. 
www.thesecretteachings.info is our website. Subscribe to the show archive. Get access to all the shows, the montages, the digital books, early access to the show, and a private RSS feed. Otherwise, buy my books on the website to support us. Occult Arcana, I'd highly recommend for tonight. www.thesecretteachings.info rdgable at yahoo.com is the email. rdgable at yahoo.com. Facebook.com forward slash the secret teachings and TST underscore underscore radio on Twitter. Stay safe, stay informed, stay healthy. And we'll talk to you on the next broadcast. All the exploring you want, you're not all the drilling the earth you want. You're not going to find hell. You can take spaceships. Uh, you're not going to find heaven. They're not physical places.